Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. Scott Schumann has always been teaching people how to dress. You may not have been learning from him directly, but chances are the images you had saved or the ones you thought of in your head or the ones on your favorite designer's mood board were probably taken by him. The sartorialist himself has been showing the world how to dress through his camera lens for over 15 years now. And now, with his new book, The Sartorialist Man, it's time to hear from Scott himself on what he's learned, with a little bit of help from his friends. It's Blamo Extra, and the sartorialist Scott Schumann is back. Well, thanks for making the time to chat. So one of the big things, obviously, I mean, you have, you know, the last time we talked, you were, you had just, you were about to release your India book and this is your new sort of, and by the way, I say this in the most complimentary way. Um, this is like this new guidebook, this male, how to dress, how to live guidebook that you put out with all your photos that I'll say as an aside, everyone was already using as a guidebook to begin with. So I'm glad that you finally are, you know, you know, that, that you're, that you're taking up on, on this and, and making a more authorized version. Yeah, so thank congrats. You. Thank you. Yeah, no, no. Like, so how, how did this all get put together? Um, well, you know, I, about, well, I've been doing the, the blog for 15 years now, 2005. Jeez. And, um, you know, I did the first three books and I've been doing it for a while and I wanted a new challenge and I wanted to keep evolving. And, you know, one of the things that I think works for what I do is that, you know, it's rarely photographs of me and it's a little bit about my life, but it's usually about other people. And that's what Mm -hmm. I think keeps people coming back. You know, they're not always seeing photographs of me. Hopefully I'm finding new people to show them. And I wanted to challenge myself. And so four years ago or so, I, um, I thought, oh, you know, it'd be really cool to do a book on India or go someplace else. As opposed to shooting all over the world, I wanted to do one place and shoot a lot there. But I thought, you know, if I go and do a book on India, you know, I kind of like the idea. It's going to confuse people a little bit because it's not really a fashion book. And confuse them, oh, you know, what direction is he going in now? Now he's going over in this direction. But then come back hard with a very in-depth menswear book, you know, kind of really, I like to zig and zag. I like to surprise. <laughs> like, I think the India book was a nice surprise to go in a really different direction. And that doing that whole process of doing that was very fun and really kept me challenged. I think it kept the audience challenged. It kept the content on, on my Instagram and the website and everything very interesting and different. Just, a, I think a different dynamic than what anybody else does. And that's all I really want to do, not better or worse, but just offer something different. And so, to be honest, I think, uh, you know, I thought if I'm going to do this India book, um, I'll probably have to do a more kind of commercial book to sell that idea. And I thought people would probably buy the India book to get the menswear book. 
But surprisingly, I pitched it to a couple of different companies and I got very good offers from different companies on the two different books. And I think they ended up going to the right place. Tashin really wanted the India book. Rizzoli really wanted the menswear book. And um, so I liked that idea of going, you know, hardcore India and then hardcore men's. And, you know, the funny part was there was a, a period I, and I wanted them to come out one year after the other, because usually it takes a long time to do books. Um, yeah. So I liked that challenge of having days where I spent the morning trying to figure out what the next trip was going to be for India. And then the afternoon figuring out, you know, what do I really think about socks? What do so I you're working on this in tandem? I mean, for a certain point, and then the India book was done, but there was probably a year when, um, because the India book, you know, I would go there and shoot for three or four weeks or no, for like two weeks and then have to come back and edit. But I didn't do a lot of writing in that. So once I was done shooting, I could just edit and then put that aside and then work on the menswear. But there were days when I really had to kind of work on both at the same time, which, you know, is really kind of mind bending because you're thinking about, you know, what area you want to go to next in India, what what things you haven't caught yet, what elements are missing from the book, and then thinking about, you know, do I want to talk about um, the difference between over-the-calf socks or why I hate, you know, um, under-the-calf socks and why they never work? Or, you know, a lot of the menswear book was deciding what I didn't want to talk about or what I thought was no longer really that relevant and what um, modern guys, modern young guys, um, would really want to know and be curious about, and I think that are still relevant because, you know, there have been so many great books in the past. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've got all of them. I've got a bookshelf full of them, the Flusser book and Bruce Boyer and all these kind of great guys. And, you know, I bought a lot of books in Europe, different kind of fashion guides and stuff in Europe. And um, most of them, though, view men's style and men's fashion through a very tailored, um, a very tailored point of view. That's their core. That's what they fall back on. And it's mm -hmm. usually written with this idea that, you know, tailored permanent style is where you want to be and anything else you're going to regret. And right. so I don't think that's true. I, like I just said, I, I, I um, bought my first Armani at Plaza Frontenac when I was in eighth grade. I still have it. I love it. I have a lot of clothes that I've had. And when I look back at my my fashion background, I'm not embarrassed of any of the stuff I bought. I'm only embarrassed or upset that I don't feel I put it together the right way. It's not the clothes fault that I didn't look good in it. It's not the clothes fault that I didn't put the color combination together the way I wanted. Um, right. But I've always loved those pieces, you know, and so it was really kind of figuring out what do I want to say about menswear and, and how can I do it in a different way? It's a long answer. Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's a great answer because I think a lot of the, a lot of those books, yeah, it's, they're very, I would, I'll just say like, they're occasionally way too traditional for me. And I think for fashion, you know, specifically the joy of it is experimenting. The joy of it is learning about yourself and, and not necessarily following rules. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you got to learn the rules and then you break them. And it's like, forget rules in general. Like they're sure there's fine of, of how you're going to mix your colors, but like, do you feel good? And I think one of the things I've loved about, you know, the sartorialist of all the content and stuff that you've, you know, 
made and created. And then this book is, you know, there's different perspectives and points of view on these things. Like there are some of the people in the book that obviously they don't dress like, you know, someone else and that's okay. It's not like these are the rules, follow them. And at the end you'll have a happy life. Like there's, you know, cause what I've loved the most about your, you know, images is like, it captures a joy in, in a personality that just is obviously extremely difficult for me to describe and, and having something like that together and like having some of these, these books, I mean, there's just multiple ways to go about this. And I think that's also where, you know, a younger guy, in addition to myself who thinks he's young, I just want to keep experimenting. I don't really just want to have these five suits and what, then I'm Mm -hmm. done. Like, what the hell is that? You know? So I think, um, well, one of the things I did in, when I was writing the book is I, I wanted to make it about uh, fit because to me, I think it doesn't matter because I didn't want to make it like, Oh, you know, uh, it's about bespoke suits or it's about wearing, um, you know, Valentino or whatever that you can have great style regardless of how much money you have, regardless if you're buying vintage or whatever. But if you don't have fit, um, you're not going to look as good as you can. And so the mm. very beginning of the book opens up. And, and what I, I think I wrote in the beginning was that I love fashion. I've loved it for, for years and years and years. And I went through those years figuring out who I am and you know what kind of designers I liked, what kind of design I liked. And I would buy it, like I think you do and a lot of other people I know, where you want to have that thing. It's so beautiful and so fantastic. And you see people wearing, you think, I want to look like that guy. And as you get older, you realize I'm never going to look like that guy. I love this design piece, but you get to an age, and I think I've gotten to that age where I just want to look nice in my clothes. You know, I don't mm. necessarily have to be fashionable, um, but I want to look nice. And a lot of designer clothes, and even a lot of, you know, I've gone to bespoke houses that say they want to make you look good. They want to make their clothes look good on you. They've, you know, they've got their that is it. That is the most perfect explanation. (laughs) Yeah, they've got their house style, so they're kind of giving you what you want. But you know, a lot of those clothes aren't about making you look great. They're about um, connecting with a with an ideology or with a you know Mm. with a type of lifestyle, which is fine. But once I think you get to a certain age, you want to dress yourself, and so I go in with these different body types. You know, short and tall and burly and muscular, and I write some ideas about some things that you can do to make those body types look really good. However, I went back at the end and I put a note in and said, now you're going to see a lot of people in this book who are doing the exact opposite of what I've just said here. That's called fashion. And these guys are having fun and they're playing around. And you know, what you see them wearing is, is a real personality. You know, it's more than they're wearing clothes, they're wearing their personality and they're having fun. And and I think it's really great. And you're right. I, I love capturing, you know, people that enjoy what they're sharing through the way that the, mm. the way they're dressed. And there's very, very few things you, you get to a point where you realize, you know, there's very, very few things that I would wear on a, on a lot of these guys that I've shot. But I so respect the way they do what they do and the way they wear it and how much fun they have at it and how um, inspiring they are with you know, color combinations with the way they mix textures with a lot of the design elements. I mean, I think I grew up because I grew up in Indiana and, and didn't really, wasn't really connected to that world of glam and, and status and all of that. I grew up loving fashion for the design and, you know, 
texture and color combinations and fabrications and all of that. And I think that's what these guys have in common. There's a real sincerity about what they do. Yeah. And I'm glad that you also, you know, a lot of some of these books uh, and it's okay, but they kind of make it about them and their lens, you know, and, and, and you, you showing people like Scorsese and, and uh, like Jake Grantham and Noburu and, and like all these, you get, it's easier, I would say, and it's more wide appealing for many people to kind of attach themselves onto it. Because while I do want to dress like Noboru and only wear navy and blues, like I end up kind of falling a little bit more into, you know, yeah, like wearing a camo overshirt and things like that. Like he would never do that. And yeah. but being able to see that stuff has has helped me a ton. Um, but I mean, something that you know I kind of wanted to, to discuss a little bit more is I mean how long did it take to go through all these images? Because the images that are in the book, there are some that appear to be fairly recent. And there are some that, I mean, you know, are like classic sartorialists that like everyone has had on their, you know, in their phone of how they want to dress every day. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, want to hear the rest? Join us over on Patreon. You'll hear this episode and tons more exclusive pods from the return of Sid Mashburn, Michael Hill of Drake's, and more. You'll also get access to our private members-only Slack, where we chat about menswear and a bit of everything. So visit patreon.com forward slash blammo, and we'll see you there.